not lining up. And so when it doesn't line up, what happens is uh, the individual who may be a babe saint is, is hurt now. And they, and they go off and they go away and they don't want to have nothing else to do with church. Um, um, I, 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 I've experienced that a lot on my job. Everybody know about Jesus. Everybody know about church. But they all come from a background that they've been hurt by the church or hurt by um, 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 individuals that say they're saved. Amen. And so as disciples, we have to make sure that every day when we wake up, Lord God, use me for your glory. Don't allow me to to I want to do the right things. Amen. And if I mess up and it's not saying that we're going to be perfect, but if we do mess up, if we do slip up, let's go back, man, and correct those mistakes. Let's go back and say, I'm sorry, because that goes a long way. That really shows, oh, man, something's different. You know, because when I got hurt, nobody came and apologized or nobody. And sometimes you got to say you're sorry when even if it's not your fault. Huh? Even if it's not your fault, I'm sorry. I just want peace. I want us to work this thing out. I want us to be a family. That's the whole thing with family is, is that I, I'm so glad that here at Grace Temple we're able. If you, if you come to me with an issue or a problem that you had or, or somebody said, don't just hold on to that. Don't just hold on to that and just keep anger um, stirring inside you. Amen. Let's talk about it. Let's get through it. Let's let's get an understanding. We are family. That's what it means. Amen. Amen. You can't you can't uh, uh, a natural family. You can't uh, um, stop your brother from being your brother. You can't stop your sister from being your sister. They still got to be your brother and sister. They still got to be your cousin. They might have slapped you, beat you down. They still your cousin. Amen. They still your cousin. Amen. So it's important that we work things out, that we come together and, and, and work things out. Amen. Um, and so let's understand. I want to let's get us a deep understanding. What are the traits of a false teacher? Amen. Understanding for today. Realize there are ministries that can lead us more away from Christ than to Christ. OK. You know, there are things out there that can lead us away from Christ. And we think that it is Christ. And we think that we're uh, um, understanding and studying God's word and oh man, but there are ministries out there that's really in disguise and they're leading you more away from Jesus than to him. Amen. It's leading you more towards the world standards and what the world sees and not to what Christ says. All right. So to the eye, false looks safe. Amen. To the eye, the natural eye, we're going to understand today that false looks safe. Um, I don't know if you ever, I know when I'm in construction, uh, you know, when we're walking on planks and stuff, you know, we, you kind of do this step here, like make sure that plank is right before you step on it. And sometimes it may look safe, but you step on it, you're going down. Amen. And so it's important to get uh, underneath it. It doesn't reach to the other side. Are the nails in place to make sure this thing is secure? Because some things can look safe amen but really is false it's not safe how many accidents we've been through climbing a ladder doing this because we thought it was safe amen i'm sure you all have some bruises to tell amen <laughs> amen all right and so going through this there's seven different traits that we're going to look at um you will find in a false teacher um and this is just a reminder that i'll i don't be to only discuss three okay i will I will. I'll only discuss three, maybe four. Amen. Depending on the time. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the reminder. PowerPoint. Seven different traits. We'll, okay. Only discuss three. All right. Amen. Amen. So let's start off in 
Um, amen. Let's start off in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Let's go to the next slide. Do I have that? Yeah, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. All right. Let's read this first. Let's read this together. Let's read this together. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. All right? That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. So what Jesus is saying is that there's got to be a place in us where we're growing in this thing. Amen? Growing in our, our ministry, growing in our, our seeking God's face, and as we're seeking his face, that we're growing spiritually. There's got to be some kind of growth, some kind of change there happening in your life because, man, this is Jesus we're talking about. Amen? And if you truly have him in your life, you're going to start seeing a difference. You're going to start growing so you won't be a child anymore. And it's, it's important that, you're not a, uh, that you don't stay a babe saint. It's important that we grow in this thing because if we don't grow, uh, um, mere babes in Christian knowledge and experience and practice, we become weak. A baby is weak. Amen. A baby can't take care of themselves. Amen. You can't, you can't send a baby off to the store or you can't um, have a baby start cooking a meal for you. Amen. You got to wait till they turn about 12, 13, and you'll be like, go in the kitchen, make me some ramen noodles. Amen. <laughs> and so you don't do that when they're babies. Amen. But when they get older and when they grow, they begin to mature. They begin to practice how to cook. They begin to practice these things of uh, uh, how to come home and lock the door and different things like that. Amen. And if you stay as a child, though, you become unstable, being tossed by the doctrine, being tossed by whatever is good out there. You know, the things with the child, what happens with a child, anything that sounds, they can, they can play. If y'all know a child, man, they, they have fun just for a little while with a toy. Ah, soon as they see something new, boop, oh, yeah, let me get over here, amen? And they start playing with that, oh, something new could be over there, oh, man, one year, we bought our kids, oh, oh, my goodness, we did, we overdid it Christmas, oh, they was little, we just overdid it, and they look up, man, they play with them toys like three seconds, and they was jumping to the new thing, and then the next two days later, they was asking for something else, they was being tossed to and fro, by the next new thing, amen? They were the next new thing, the new jack knock doctrine. As soon as that commercial come up, you got to have this toy. It's the best toy. You know, that's not a real commercial. I'm just playing around. But, but you know what I'm saying, amen? And so they, they see that commercial, and the commercial sound good. The music sound good. They see kids having fun playing with those toys, and they jumping up, and they knocking on the door. I'm ready to, for this one. Forget what you gave me. Forget what you bought me. I want this new thing. Amen. That's what Jesus is saying with this new doctrine. That's what God is saying with this new doctrine. You know Christ and you're, and you're, and, and you're secure. And, 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 but as a babe saying, as a child, what shows that you're still a child is that when you hear something else over here, you hear something else over there and you're just running. Oh, man. Oh, I got to get that. I got to. Oh, I got to get this. Amen. And you're being tossed to and fro because you feel like the hype is there or the hype is over here and the hype is over there. And so you're running and you're running and you're running. And you're just running around. Amen? Amen. Fluctuating from within through various restless lusts and passions working in your heart. See, as a child, 
a child has a lot of passions. They have a lot of uh, desires and they want this and they want that. And so what the enemy does, he wants to feed on those desires inside of our heart. He wants to feed on those things that we're dealing with and that we're uh, frustrating with in, inside of our heart. And, 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 and so as we deal with those things, um, we find ourselves under restless lust and passions and, and, and we find ourselves running around because we have our own separate desire. Amen. Our will is not how Christ sees it, but our will is what we want. Amen. And so we find ourselves running towards the doctrine that fits our needs. Are you with me? And temptation from without well, uh, when we are assaulted by others who are themselves unstable as the wind. So now you get uh, insulted by a baby saint, by somebody who is not really in the, in, the, in the word. Amen. And so now they insult you and they unstable and it makes you unstable. And so now you got a lot of unstable people going around. Amen. And so they get a lot of different doctrines. They run around and get a lot of different doctrines. They get this over here. They get that over there. They try this and they try that. Amen. And they find themselves just eventually just not going to church no more. Amen. Um, and so and so we see that today. Amen. Uh, and if they if they run around and, they, and after they get done running around, then they might start a church. Yeah, let's uh, I'm just going to start my own church. I'm just going to make this thing do what I do and make it work the way I want it to work. Amen. As a disciple, we have to learn and recognize what is false by knowing what is true. The thing is with um, understanding what is false is, is continued understanding what is true. If you want to understand the counterfeit, you have to really understand the real thing. Amen. So when the counterfeit comes, no matter which way it comes, look, I've been studying the truth. I've been studying the real deal. So I know this ain't real. Amen. So you really have to dig in to the truth. If you don't dig into the truth, you can be swayed. Amen. All right, let's go to the next slide. In Matthew chapter 7, all right, we're in Matthew chapter 7. It says, uh, Jesus said, beware of false prophets, all right, who come to you in sheep clothing. But inwardly, they are ravenous wolves, amen? You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Meaning that you're not... I, you're not grabbing no grace from no thorn, but amen. This is the, the beware of these false prophets, amen, because they're coming and they're looking like they're safe. People may come to you and they look safe and they look safe and they look secure. Amen. But if you don't dig into the truth, how would you ever know? And as a disciple, you need to determine what other people are going through in their life. And they may have been influenced by the wolf in sheep clothing. And they may have been influenced. And so it's in, in order for you to be an effective disciple, you need to word, know your word through and through. Because they're going to come to you, well, this pastor said this to me. We're like, well, sir, look, look, let's look into the word of God together. This is what happened here. Amen? And when you show them the word for themselves, see, a lot of people don't pick up the word and read it themselves. And so when you pick it up and really show them, you know, then they get, oh, man, wow. I understand now. I see it now. But you as the disciple have to know the truth so you can recognize the counterfeit. Amen. And so um, beware of these false prophets. They're coming in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Am I pronouncing that word correctly? Wolves. Amen. All right. So 
Be aware means be alert. We can't be sleeping around with this. Amen. We have to be alert to discern what is being said. All right. You got to hear. I, I, want, I pray that y'all listening to me and not just taking whatever I say. I might follow me as I follow Christ. I might come up here and just. <laughs> Amen. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what he said, right? Y'all, that's why y'all got to get into the word. Amen. Get into the word. Dig into this thing. Understand the truth. Be aware of false prophets. So be alert. Be discerning of what's being said. False teachers take advantage of the fact that many people are not well educated in fundamental Bible truth. They know that. False teachers know that you're not in your word. False teachers know that you're not studying. False teachers know that you're looking for the hype. False teachers know that you're looking for the things. Amen. False teachers know this so they use the word of God to pull on those lusts, to pull on those things you desire, to pull on that sinful nature, to draw you in. Amen. And we're not educated and we're not fully educated in understanding the full fundamentals of the Bible truth. That's why so many people are being hurt by the truth, by the by by individuals that's false teachers. All right. To dictate it's important to dictate and count a counterfeit. One must first know the what the original looks like. It's impossible to gain a clear picture of absolute truth without going directly to God's word. Amen. Digging into the word of God. So let's start off with a first, our first trait. All right. Amen. So um, one of the things that happens is I, like, uh, for instance, um, a false teacher. Um, I was listening to um, I was listening to something on the program and and he said uh, he said, yeah, he he had his preacher voice. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added. You're going to be blessed. You're going to, amen. But if you, <laughs> I can do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 yeah. All right. So, <laughs> see all that extra stuff, they be like, oh, man. Whoa. Amen. They be sleep the whole time, but as soon as the pastor hit that tune, they wait. Ah, yeah. That was a good word. <laughs> So he was saying, oh, my wife was like, oh, he said, all these things be added. You're going to be blessed. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. But if they really read the scripture, God is just simply saying, I'm going to take care of your needs. You, you, you might not get the Bentley, but I'm going to make sure you get a Ford. Make sure you got a transportation. Amen. You might not get the house, big house on the hill, but I'm going to make sure you got a place to stay. Amen. You might not get the mink coat, but I'm going to make sure you ain't cold. You might not be eating, eat, eating flamin mignon all day long, but I'm going to make sure you got some bittles in the house somewhere. I'm going to make sure you eat. Amen. See, the thing is, they use the things as a, as a say, oh, man, yeah, I'm going to seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm going to get all this stuff. And see, what happens is people start seeking God. For the wrong reasons. 
And as soon as they begin to seek God, I'm like, I'm going to get these things. I'm going to get these things. I'm seeking God. I'm reading my Bible. I'm seeking. I'm seeking. I'm seeking. Oh, man, Lord God, I want, I, 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 I want that Acura. God, oh, you gotta, I got to have that Acura, Lord God. Please, Lord Jesus. And then God give them a, a used Civic. And so they're like, man, this is not what I prayed for. God says all these things will be added to me. And then they go forth and they, well, oh, God, I want a house. I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. Or God bless me with a job. And, and God, I want to work at this job. And and, and, and and Lord might not give you that job. He might not because he knows what you need. Sometimes you be pointing at a job. I want this job. God bless me with this job. God, and, then, and man, God forbid he let you get that job. And he's like, see, that's what I was trying to keep you from. Amen. Sometimes everything you ask for is not good for you. Amen. It's not good for us. So you have to trust God as he guides your steps because everything we pray for and ask for may not be good for us. You was praying for a a, a Toyota. Amen. Oh, Lord, God bless me, Toyota. And, And the Lord didn't bless you with Toyota and he gave you something else. And remember, Toyota had all them problems with the gas. The brake wouldn't stop. Huh? That could have been you, but you was praying for Toyota. Now you're mad, and now you're like, oh, God, I, I see it now. Please forgive me, Jesus. I could have been in that accident. Amen? But trust God. But we have to listen and make sure the false teachers are not just promoting and pushing things and pulling on those lustly desires. Amen? Our flesh. Amen? So let's go to the next slide. All right, so our first trait is a different source, okay? So what happens is what false teachers may do, they may use a different source, all right? Uh, um, and so they, they use a different direction, a different source to make sure they uh, portray and try to portray things and get things over to that individual or to the congregation, and they use a whole other source to draw you, okay? So in Second Peter 1 and 16, it says, for we did not follow cunningly, devise fables when we made known to you the power and coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning that they didn't use a different source. We didn't use fairy tales and stories to try to draw you in. We just gave you directly to the power of Jesus. We gave you directly of what you needed to hear or what you needed to go through or what you needed to understand the power of Jesus Christ. So we didn't use um, devised fables. Sometimes you can, false teachers will actually have a plan out. They will have something laid out. They know once they hit this story and once they tell it a certain way, they can draw you in. Amen. They can draw us in. So as a disciple, as discerning this, you have to understand and know what's being told. You have to understand and know and say, yeah, this so-and-so was telling this, that, and that. You need to know your word and go into the word and say, no, this is how, this is how the word is saying it. Amen. And so, They would use fables and different things. They would use those fables just to hype up the crowd or hype people up. And they would use those fables to draw you in emotionally and not really digging in to what Christ wants to do in your life. All right. So it says, but we're eyewitnesses of his majesty. They say we know that Jesus works because look at our lifestyle. Look how we live. They're saying, look at the fruit. Amen. Of how we're living. Amen. And so don't allow fables to just draw you. I know it sounds good sometimes. It does. But don't let the fables draw you, amen, and keep you locked into that, amen? So they went through a different source. And so um, one of the things is, and, they, and then he says, 
the false teachers exploit you. Let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. Second Peter chapter uh, 2, verse 3, a different source. It says, by covetedness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. Amen. What it means is his greedy tail. Amen. False teacher because of his greed. His covetousness, because he wants to be lifted up, because he wants people to praise him. <laughs> he wants to clap, amen. He wants to be praised by the covetousness, by the greed. He wants to be lifted up. He wants the fame. He wants the money. He wants all this. He, he will then exploit you with deceptive words. He will use deceptive words. He will use words that will draw you in and that will hook you in because he knows everybody wants a car. He knows everybody wants these things. He knows that everybody uh, uh, um, wants a, a, a higher revelation and a new revelation and new. Amen. And so they're using deceptive words to draw you. Why? Because of their greed, because of what they want. They want to be lifted up. They want to be called prophet. And if you don't call them prophet, oh boy, you in trouble. Man, if you don't call him prophet, Osiah, <laughs> belivorant, beautiful man of God, you messed up. Amen. You got to have that title in before they name or else. Oh, man, you might get the, the stink eye. Amen. That's why I told us, you know, people say, what should we call you? What should we call you? Look, if you call me Pastor Jerry, that's fine. If you call me Jerry, that's fine. I don't get offended by that. Let the Holy Spirit work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so um, one of the things is that so they use deceptive words, right? So they use deceptive words. And so God is saying for a long time their judgment has not been, has not been idle, meaning their, their, their destruction is coming. People think that, uh, and their destruction does not slumber, meaning that their destruction is on their way. Those people that are using deceptive words and, and they have that covetousness, that greed, their destruction is coming. It's coming for them. It's not sleeping. Amen? So the one thing that a false teacher, what we must understand is that they will use a different source. They will use fables. They will use tales. It was, you know, it was at one point where... Um, you know, sometimes I use illustrations, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with telling the stories, but when it depends on your motive, amen? If your motive is just to sway people, then it's a wrong motive. I was, um, um, there are times I use this, uh, um, interactions, and there's sometimes I, I would use props and different things like that. But that's only because the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit lead me that way, I'm going to do it. Because it was at one point, I'm going to tell you the truth, there was one point where I was like, man, I'm going to do this every Sunday, Man, I'm going to get some props. I'm a, like, man, what can I do to show this and what can I do to show that? And the Holy Spirit came to me like, that's not what I want you to do every Sunday. Don't use fables and tricks and, 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 and podiums and things to get my word over. Sometimes you just got to tell it and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to touch and move. Amen. And so I, you, you got to be conscious. Of like, So I had to check my motives and say, God, I don't, just don't want to use stuff just to. Amen. Amen. So the next thing that we have to understand about a false teacher is that they may use a different message. All right, let's go to the next slide. A different message. And so that's in 2 Peter uh, uh, chapter 1, 
verse 3, it says, as his, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So what he's saying is Jesus is the divine power. He has given us all things. He's the matter of life. He is the godliness. That's who we need to be looking at. That's who we need to be searching. That's who we need to keep our eyes on. But some people will use a different message. They will start off with Jesus and they will end up somewhere else. Amen. They'll start off with Jesus and they, they end up with something totally different. Man. And so through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So they will start off with, a, with the message of Jesus and then they end up somewhere totally different. For the true teacher, Jesus Christ, is central. We have everything we need for life in God, in Jesus Christ, in him. For the false teacher, Jesus is, uh, is at the margins, meaning that he's over here and he's over there. So they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them through. Amen? Who paid the price for them. Let's go to the next slide. It will tell us that. It says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there were, will be false teachers among you. You will be secretly bring in destruction heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. So it's a secret, saints. They're secretly doing this. This is not going to be right in your face. So they're secretly going to introduce their own message and they're secretly going to introduce their own thing. It's a twist in the plot. It's a twist. You ever read a good book? And you're like, oh, man, you're reading, you're reading. All of a sudden, the book's going to surprise you with a twist. Oh, man. That's how, they, that's how they secretly introduce something different. First, they're talking about Jesus. Then all of a sudden, they say, Adam and Adam and Eve and Eve. I'm like, what happened? I, I joined this church. They started off talking about Jesus now. Amen? Now they're talking about prosperity. Now they're talking about this. Now they're talking about that. And so they use a different message to draw us. It's rare for someone in church to op openly deny Jesus. You're not going to see them openly deny Jesus that Jesus is not the way. You're not going to see that openly. They're going to do it in a secret, a secret way. Movement away from the uh, cer uh, certainty of Christ is subtle. All right. The false teacher will speak about how other people can help change your life. All right. Self-help books. Uh, this person can change your life. This person will help you change your life. This person. Oh, let me see you over here. Let me see you over there. Let buy my book. Buy my book. Ain't nothing wrong with buying books, though. What I'm saying is if you pushing, if the book is pushing that, I am giving you this advice so you can be set free, then that's the wrong book. Amen. But if the book is leading you towards deeper into Jesus Christ, that's the book you want to read. Amen. 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 So you don't want the message to begin to start lifting up a man and stop lifting up Christ. All right. But if you listen carefully to what he is saying, you will see that Jesus Christ is not the essential to his message, that Jesus is not the center. Amen. Jesus is the center of my joy. So how are you going to get that if, the, if, if they're not making Jesus Christ the center of it? Amen. Some of these artists, they come out with so much music, even the gospel music, they're coming out and they're not even mentioning Jesus no more. Amen. They're mentioning all this other stuff, mentioning that, mentioning that. And Jesus is not even mentioned in the, in the, in the song anymore. I, it was a song I used to listen to. Uh, and it was a good song, and it was called Brighter Day. And I was listening, I was like, oh, man, it's a good song. I ain't nothing wrong with it, but it's just, it's just the fact that I was like, man, he's singing about Brighter Day, but, man, he don't mention who's the one that bring him the Brighter Day. Amen? 
he's not mentioning the one. And the whole thing is that he put it as a gospel song. And it's like, dude, if you wanted to enter the R&B realm, just say you R&B. Don't just, amen. If you're going to be R&B, be R&B. But don't say it's gospel and then make the song in a way where it can go both ways. No. Amen. And so what happens is the message is not clear that Jesus is the brighter day, that Jesus is the source, that Jesus is the king of kings, that he is the one that brings joy, peace, love, understanding, that it's him. Amen. And so a different message will be told through a false prophet, a different message. All right. And so um, you will see a lot of that where people won't say that Jesus is God anymore. Um, you will get a lot of people that won't preach that anymore. Um, okay, one more thing that we're going to go through, we're going to hit on, and then we're going to continue next time. Let's go to the next slide. A different position, all right? A false teacher will find himself in a different position in Second Peter 1 and 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine truth, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What's happening is they're not changing the position, all right? What's happening is you're hearing the word of God and you're not wanting to change. <laughs> Amen. It's not pricking you. You're comfortable doing the same stuff over and over and over again. You're comfortable being in your hate. You're comfortable being in your anger. You're comfortable being in your sin. You're comfortable being in that stuff. So your position never changes. If, you're, if it doesn't change, there is something wrong. You should be able, you should hear the word of God and be like, man, God, that's me. That's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. You should hear the word of God and be like, man, that's me. I need to change. It's not for you to get upset and get up angry, but like, God, help me. I want to be better. I want to be a disciple for you, God. So if I hear a word that's convicting me and that's hurting, God, I want to change my ways. I don't want to hear just a comfortable word that keeps me in the position of sin. But God, change me out of this position so I can be better for your glory and for your praise, God. And so in what position will the message leave you in? That's what you need to add when you hear a fault. What position, what, what position will the message leave me in once I'm done hearing this? Will I want more things? Will I go chase after the blessing? Will I go chase after this? Amen? The true Christian escapes, uh, the true Christian escapes the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. If you're hearing the word of God, you should want to escape from this world. Amen? You should want to escape from a desire from just wanting things all the time. You should want to have a desire to seek him more, to want him more, to seek his face daily, to get in your word daily, to say, God, here I am, to pray for others, to call somebody up and say, brother, I, I missed you. I, I haven't heard from you in a while. I'm calling to pray for you. Sister, what's going on? I didn't call you to gossip. I didn't call you to talk about nobody. Amen. I'm calling you for prayer. I'm calling you to help me out. I need prayer or you might need prayer. I felt something. And I'm calling you my brother. I'm calling you my sister. Amen? Amen. And so those are the things, the position, the word of God should want you to escape from the world of desires. I'm calling you to say, forgive me. I'm calling you to say, I'm sorry. Amen? Because something in the word of God hooked me and it touched me. And I'm asking for forgiveness. I want to change. I don't want to be like this world no more. God, I don't want to be sitting here and, and still able to drink myself drunk. God, I want to, I shouldn't, I, I, I want to know that God, I, I need to feel that and saying, God, I, I need to change my life. I need to change my direction. I need to change my ways. 
Listen to how Peter describes the counterfeit Christian. Let's go to the next slide. Again, talking about a different position. While they promised them liberty. Oh, man, that false teacher going to promise you freedom. You're going to be free. You're going to be free. Amen. Promising you liberty. Yeah, you're going to be free in Christ Jesus. You're going to be free. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. They're still enslaved. They're telling you not to drink and they getting drunk tonight. They're telling you not to smoke and telling you not to do this and telling you not to do that and saying Jesus can set you free from that. Jesus can set you free from the, from the lust of the eye. Y'all stop looking at women that way. Y'all should love women and that, that's a good thing. But man, why you not free? <laughs> the false teacher is going to be promising you liberty and promising you that and, 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 and they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is, is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. You're going to see that. But what's going to happen is, is that people get so caught up in the hype of the church that when that comes out, when they find out that they're is not really set free and that they've been doing this stuff for years, it's all right, pastor. We, it's all right. And they're still going to do it. They themselves are not free. And they're trying to teach freedom. How do I, I look all chained up, just bound up like this? I'm like, y'all can be free, man. <laughs> y'all can get out these chains. Come on, y'all can get out. But how? Dude, you all chained up. Man, y'all, I'm telling you, y'all can. Y'all can get out. I'm sitting there struggling. How you going to tell me I can get out? You can't even get out. Amen? I'm ending with this. Let's go to the next last slide. Last words of the day. We must get it in. When I say get it in, that means that you're digging into the word of God, that you're seeking God daily, that you're in your word uh, on a daily basis, that you're praying for others, seeking God's power, the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit. When God tells you to move, you move. When God tells you to go, you go. When God tells you to witness, you witness. Amen. So you listen to the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And the more you get it in, the more you will hear him. In the direction you need to go, the more you become that disciple. So some way, somehow, knowing more of Jesus Christ, you got to get it in that we may grow in discipleship. Amen. Second Peter chapter four says cleanliness is next to godliness. You believe that? Let me tell you something. There is no Second Peter chapter 4. And there is no, in the Bible that says cleanliness is next to godliness. That's something that's been said over and over and over and over again. And it's not, see false teachers, they can put, man, they can put that stuff up. They can say, hey, yeah, and John and da-da-da and said this and that. But if you're not in your word. Uh, this is the assignment. This is the assignment. That's, this is the reason why I did it, because I want us to get on assignment. I want us to start studying the word. I want you to look up words in the Bible, that, the phrases that people say. If y'all got Google, Google this. People that, phrases that people say that are not really in the Bible. Amen? 
2 Peter chapter 4, not even in the Bible. Amen? Get in your word. Get in your word. Get deep into your word. Now, now I'm not saying that. Now, now when I, I could be fooled that way too, but it, the whole thing is like, man, let me check that out myself. All right? The whole thing is you got to check it out yourself. Now, you, now, some of us will see 2 Peter chapter 4 and never, ever look it up. And then you go around telling somebody on the job, they dirty. And you're like, you know what 2 Peter chapter 4 say? Verse 1. Cleaniness is next to godliness. Look at you. You're dirty. You're dirty. You didn't even look at You didn't even check the pastor out. Make sure he was on his P's and Q's. <laughs> Amen. Get in the word. Get in the word. Amen. Amen. So study 2 Peter this week. Get into the word of God. Amen. I don't want us to be a church where we just hyping up and we leaving Sunday and we're not in the word of God. What's the, what's the use of that? What's the use of giving a good message, man, and we just going off throughout our day and not really focusing and getting into the word throughout the week? It's useless. We got to be hearers and doers of the word. Amen. So I'll tell you today, be encouraged and go out and make disciples. Let us stand.